catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. Welcome to Tony Tech Side. I'm here every weekday, right? That's what I say every day. <laughs> so we stream live on www.africatechradio.com. And this is Tony Tech Side. Every weekday, 9 a.m. West African time till midday. We'll learn a tech word today. After learning a tech word, we dig deep into the rubbles of history to find some precious draws that can kind of like help us launch ourselves into the future you know motivate us yes to think about what is next and then we share the most important and juiciest tech stories impacting africa to keep you informed the continent of africa you can share your stories with the rest of us on whatsapp you can text or send a voice note on 0913-558-1766 please add plus 234 if you're texting from outside nigeria what is the word for the day our word for today is google Yes, of course, you know what Google is. So what is Google? I've asked five people this like today. What is Google? Like, you know, if you ask what Google, aren't you like Google? Yeah, like Google. And then someone said in one song, a Nigerian say Google the Google. Google knows Sabi the Google of like Google is, you know, finds it hard to define what Google is. Whatever. Google was founded in September 1998 on the 4th of september but turns out yes it was done on the 4th but the 4th was like a friday so they skipped it 5th 6th and then on 7th the office opened and that was when like it became official yeah so how do we describe google now so the website actually google.com a lot of people don't know that it's also a website mm-hmm it has become such an institution that, you know, in sh- in its short existence, it's 25 in 2023. Yes, Google is 25 in 2023. And in such short time, 25 years, the existence of Google has changed not just the process of how we search for things, right? But then endless amount of information found online has totally shifted and in fact the way we think about the internet the way we talk about the internet the way we interact with the internet google totally has changed that and that is our word for today it's a website it's a search engine right and it's also a company like the company that runs all the services that google offers Yes, so the term G-O-O-G-L-E itself is a creative spelling of G-O-O-G-O-L, Google, yeah, which is a number equal to 10 to the hundredth power, like 10 to the hundredth power, if you can imagine that, or much more colloquially, it is an unfathomable number, that's what it means, so 10 to the hundredth power is just something unfathomable exactly and it was coined in the 1930s and there is no direct link but most people attribute this to the nine-year-old nephew of an american mathematician called edward kastner soon after google was created you know the company trademarked his name and then that trademark name became a popular verb you know hear people say oh google it i'm googling you or i googled my my friend my boyfriend my girlfriend i googled the president or i googled things like google any anything including my like i googled my name too Anthony. i did that this morning <laughs> when users you know like google people google themselves they call it googling it wasn't a word until after google (laughs) so most times you find something except if your name is absurdly rare 
you, you know, most likely find Google Gangers. It's a portmanteau word combining Google and doppelganger. Or your namesake, you know, listed in Google search results. You most likely have found that. Except if your name is rare, you most likely have found a Google Ganger. Like a doppelganger. Exactly. So, and a whole new industry around Google sprung up. Immediately, the search engine called Google, you know, started or came into being. So there is something called search engine optimization or SEO. Yeah, SEO works, you know, to boost the ranking of a name or a term on Google. That's like, that's it. And other search engine results too. In 2005, the newly minted term Google Bomb became popular. And it's, you know, could be used to describe the intentional skewing of Google search results by creating links to misleading web pages. Whether you like it or not, we now live right now, presently, in a Google-centric world. A world where you don't need to really think about things in a certain way too much. You all, all you just need to do is Google it and crawl and get all of the information you need right before you and then dish out and choose whatever information you want. Now, this, you know... As Google celebrates 25 in 2023, the new wave of thinking around search, right, has begun and it has started with AI, artificial intelligence. Will Google go under after just 25 years? Will Google survive the AI wave that is ravaging right now the whole world? Google, 25 years after search, have they actually found anything? Well, congratulations to Google and all the bright minds at Google and all the things Google has made us, you know, to benefit from. And cheers to the new world of search and how search is viewed and how search is interacted with. Well, digging deep into the rubbles of tech, September 4. 1998, Larry Page and Sergey Brin filed the incorporation papers for Google in California, United States of America. Google, you know, ultimately changed the 19th and 20th century, kind of. And this filing was on a Friday. The date of official incorporation will be marked as Monday, September 7th. Yes, and kind of like started out as a privately held company and then... They had their IPO, that's the initial public offering, about six years later on, on the 19th of August 2004. And we're celebrating Google at 25 in 2023. And, you know, the many things, you know, or the vista that Google kind of like opened us up to. And some 46 years ago, uh, September 5th, 1977, the NASA Voyager 1 was launched into space. You know, this spacecraft was the farthest man-made object in space. Now, shout out to India because, you know, what almost everyone has been trying to do for a while, landing on a particular part of the moon, India cracked that in 2023 in August, late August, like the last week of August. And boom, it was it was beautiful, by the way, to see someone else like a different another country that's not US or Russia or, you know, the ESU, the European Space Union or any other big power, China or whatever. 
and the number of things that India and the likes of like South Africa they're doing in that space exploration sector is 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 totally mind blowing and we say keep going yeah and if you're in Nigeria then i think you should pay attention to this yes so high a lot that's what they say you should be on as we hear that banks telecom workers electricity workers and other essential sectors may be joining the NLC strike and embarking on a two-day demonstration so it's going to be like a sit at home kind of thing however the bankers i've spoken to you know today i spoke to some staff from first bank gt banks in nigeria they were already at work at 7 a.m but they also were not sure if it was just a formality because they heard of it they saw the papers but they were not informed like you were not informed oh okay well done they were not informed and it may just it's possible that they may start working from 8 a.m but then they may finally get you know like that particular announcement later on from their heads up down to maybe later in the afternoon so if you need to run some transactions that need you to be in the bank um physically please do that nonetheless digital channels will run smoothly um according to some persons who we spoke to also Sterling Bank they said that digital channels will run smoothly they would ensure that that happens and they may actually start up with ATMs working but they don't think they're going to continue with it if they actually join the strike action so if they join the strike action the sit at home strike action i just had to add that it will be possible that they will on the first day fill up the ATM machines um around the banks but the ones that are like far off from the bank areas they may not be able to continue like fill it the next day just to ensure that you know the security of that particular place so that they don't have hoodlums breaking the place and causing havoc on their property now this is to all POS point of sale vendors hold your ears this is not the time for you to unleash more pain on nigerians this is not the time do not take advantage of this situation and to all those who have been shouting let's use digital platforms please and please if you're an engineer if you work twice as hard to ensure that no digital channels like you don't have any breakdown because you're ultimately working people through PTSD like you tell them oh let's go online let's go online then one small thing happens everyone is off the online street and everybody's back on the street again let's ensure that as we're saying yes let's go online let our payments be this and what not we're also encouraging people to all oh, stock cash at home go on, collect all your money in the bank put it under your bed like why are we doing that guys okay so if you need to get things it's going to be two days I, i don't think there should be any pressure on anybody if you've been paid and you haven't gotten the cash yet or what not well this might be a good time to go get some cash but please don't get all your money and stuff it under your bed because we're back again on Thursday that's in Nigeria meanwhile celebrations are in line in Lagos and congratulations are also in line in Lagos as the Lagos metro service goes live yes guys it's live okay so passengers started paying for the first time on Monday, Monday the 4th of September 2023, which is about 20 years after plans for the rail line called the Blue Line in Lagos were announced and 14 years after construction started on the project. This project has taken 14 years to do um finish up the construction, run the necessary test rides and you know finally put people on it to go on it. The Lagos Metro Rail Service. It's a 13 
kilometer that's eight mile blue line from marina on the lagos island to mile two on the lagos mainland and it links the business districts with the residential area so people going to work from mile two to lagos island marina exactly like marina is like the first stop you can now do that in just 35 minutes yes 35 minutes that's what the estimates say well the roads will take you say three hours plus or minus yeah for you to go from marina to mile two on a regular lagos day but these days are not exactly regular that's what i'm thinking so if we have you know the whole four subsidy thing now and it's taking you about an hour plus to go through from marina to um, um, mile two and from mile two to marina is this exactly a really good solution well i'm for me i'm thinking if this solution had come way earlier right 14 years in construction 20 years in waiting from announcements would have forgotten about it right would have been planning the next step like expansion of the blue blue line but nonetheless one hour to 30 minutes is actually a good deal um looking at the fact that if everything returns to normal which i doubt things usually do return to normal but if everything returns to normal it'll be three hours down to 30 minutes but now since it's about an hour and the train service will take you 30 minutes to do that then i think it's actually fine there'll be an initial 12 trips during the morning and evening peak hours which will rise to 76 at full operation so it's do you know when they say wait it will come it may delay but it will come this is just that's exactly the situation how much do you have to pay well it will cost you 750 naira just get your card um your carry wise card and then swipe through the blue line is one of the six rail and monorail lines that are part of the lagos state transport plan that includes ferries and bus rapid transport that's a brt i think we need to look into the brt now the other one aside the blue line is the red line the red line is from agbado to marina that's another part of lagos that is thickly populated residential area to marina which is like the business district of lagos and then there is the red line airport branch which is the airport branch of the red line that runs from ikeja to the international terminal the murtala Mohammed international airport international terminal i think that's uh, terminal two yep and it's congratulations and well done even if it's after 14 years and saying guys yes jump on it get on it use the rail line send your videos and send comments you know and let us know what it's like when you use it and we'll also be using it and we're going to be letting you those i know who have used it have all said yes it's good it's but you know it just started i'd like to know what your comments are when you actually use it one week after two weeks after one month after to ensure also that the maintenance level and maintenance rate is you know kept you can text or send a voice note or send a video yes zero nine one three five five eight one seven six six you can also tag us on social media at africa tech radio on twitter and on facebook and at a tech radio on instagram the african exports import bank that's the Afrexim bank is in the process of evaluating kenya's proposal to host a pan-african settlement house for intra-african trade deals now what exactly is the pan-african settlement house and what exactly is all of this what's the story about so paps is pan-african settlement and it's a platform where africans can settle payments at no cost right that's like that's just like the instant secure trans-border payment so from one country to another why this we found out that africans were not buying from africans 
So a Nigerian will most likely order from the US, from the UK, from Ukraine, Russia, China, instead of ordering the same product from Kenya, from South Africa, from Zimbabwe, from Zambia, from Ghana. Then we said, how are we going to solve this? And they said, oh, you know, if you're going to make payments, you have to convert your Naira to dollar first and then convert your dollar to you know the cd and then when you're getting your payments back you know you have to get your payment from cd to dollar from dollar to naira if you're going to be paid and then you're losing money right and it's stressful that's just the main thing and trade shouldn't be stressful so the whole of africa came together and they said and say what exactly is this problem and they say oh it's a tech problem just like the swift system and how people are trying to like get around it the swift payment system so they formed the paps you know pan-african payment system and it's instant and it's a secure trans-border payment within the continent and there's also another thing if you're outside the continent like india for example who you know wants to actually join in if you're outside the continent, a country outside the continent, you're going to join in, right? So it's going to be instant secure from Africans. And I think it's a big one for China and Russia because I think China was also thinking about or discussing joining in that payment system. And it's most likely going to also make it to be a different system. So you have the sweep payment system that's like, you know, run by the United States of America. And you have another system, like other quasi systems that work the same way. Afrexim Bank's Executive Vice President for Finance, Administration and Banking Services, Dennis Denya, said the Kenyan government has decided to support the rollout of the Pan-African Payment and Settlement System, PABS. And there's a governance council that is considering that proposal. The decision will be made shortly and communicated. In July, the Central Bank of Kenya, the CBK Governor, Kamau Toge, disclosed Kenya's proposal to host PAPS, which facilitates intra-African payments in different national currencies. So right now, you can pay in Naira and collect in CDs without, you know, having to switch through dollar, like go through the dollar. Right. This was launched. This payment system was launched in January 2022, following a trial phase that involved six central banks in West African monetary zone. Yes, ECOWAS monetary zone. That was where this you know trial went on. Nigeria, Ghana, Liberia, Guinea, Sierra Leone, and the Gambia. They've joined Zambia, Zimbabwe, and Djibouti on the PAPS platform. Just imagine what it looks like when about one billion people on the continent can like they have the ability and the capacity to trade among themselves like it's going to be totally mind-blowing and a successful application to host the payment and settlement system will position nairobi kenya as a financial hub and lead to establishing a single common market under the african continental free trade area the afcft have always been shouting about this thing africa accounted for about 19 percent of kenya's three trillion shilling total trade value in 2022 just imagine if this three trillion shilling total trade we you know africa accounted for say 80 percent of it and the same thing of nigeria's you know total trade volume and the same thing trade value the same thing 2023 2024 2025 south africa the same thing egypt the same thing ah it's mind-blowing so what the afcft can do for africa and for africans it, we haven't exactly you know been able to fathom yet now safaricom yeah safaricom is also in kenya so before i leave kenya safaricom has signed a loan deal worth 15 billion shillings that's about 102 million dollars with domestic banks and the proceeds of this will go towards funding environmentally 
sustainable projects. We're happy about that. And then swiftly, since we're still in business, the three particular markets on the continent have been ranked as top three best performing exchanges in Africa in the last three months. And these are the Ghana Stock Exchange, um, which emerged first, the Nigerian Stock Exchange, which emerged second, and the Malawi Stock Exchange, which emerged third in the past three months, best performing exchanges in the last three months, as they would say. We know they laugh for here. I think these guys mean business. Well, if you ever thought that Elon, the Musk, is an attention-seeking person, you may not be wrong, by the way. Because since he actually took over Twitter, I think it's either he's searching for money or he's just seeking attention to like boost his ego whatever but it's just been a i won't call it a match right but it's it's been on rampage like every day you wake up he has tweeted something something new and the something new always affects us like <sighs> elon what's up now i won't say i'm an elon boy right but you have some boys around who actually want you to <sighs> relax breathing what's with the new video and audio call feature coming to x oh for elon is just one tweet video and audio calls coming to x that's all and everybody the whole x has to be like one madhouse well this was what he wrote on his platform x formerly known as twitter always say that so that you be very clear for people who still think it's twitter maybe you need to update your app so you can see x on your app and he most times doesn't exactly say or specify exactly what the features would be about or something. It's just like, let me put you, as I said, attention-seeking people. I never said anything, by the way. So these features are actually supposed to work on iOS, Android, Mac, and PC systems. And you wouldn't be needing any phone number to do so. LOL. All the people that are shouting, N-I-N, N-I-N, yes, this is your life. Oga. Oh, sorry and all those people who have their lives tied to their phone number and people who think that they're going to be able to track us and do everything they can when they just have a phone number mm, sorry about that since elon took over he's been trying to make tweet sorry x formerly known as twitter it will always be a problem for me i don't know because i grew up in a twitter world okay x formerly known as twitter he's trying he's been trying to make it profitable most people think that he's just maybe seeking attention or maybe he's just you know someone who paid how many million and just wants to control like he's a control freak no brother is looking for money yes money a lot of things have happened with tesla stocks and shares with the news around everything that's happening but you can't invest that much money and then at the end of the day the company isn't exactly making money like it's not bringing anything out for you remember that it seems like some people also borrowed him money to buy twitter so that money has to come and he also hired linda yakarimo to also try to help him make that money and when she came in the whole rebranding of twitter from rebranding of x or what was rebranded twitter or x now twitter was rebranded to x and they want to make it an everything app like china's wechat i've seen china's wechat i've talked to people who are in china who used to wechat trust me the world is not china and china is not the world i still await you know what the thought process is about making twitter a wechat but if anybody at all can make it happen i think it's going to be elon because why not of course it just has to be him something you should also be paying attention to now is if you're a millennial like myself 
hearing that the WordPad on Microsoft is finally going to be buried. Yes, Microsoft will no longer be updating WordPad and they plan to remove that WordPad from future release of Windows. So if you're going to get Windows later on, WordPad will not be a part of what you're going to be getting. Microsoft is a software giant. They can decide to do whatever they want to do. And this time, they have decided that they're going to be recommending you get Microsoft Word. It's a paid-for process <laughs> for those people who do not know. Those people who use free Microsoft. Yeah, using cracked version. Oh, don't even think that. I just said it now. Paid Word processor. WordPad is the only thing that's free for use. If you are using paid micro, <laughs> My brother, sister, you're not a tech bro, taxi, so remove it from your mouth. Don't even, don't even, don't think about it. Don't talk of saying it. So Microsoft is also thinking that they are, they're not thinking, they've made the decision that they're going to be removing WordPad from future releases of the Windows and they're going to be recommending, that is a soft word for saying, pressing your neck, forcing you, ensuring that you pay for their Microsoft Word processor service and that's what you're going to be using. Of course, Microsoft Word gives you more features than WordPad, but... For those of us who have our umbilical cords tied to WordPad, when you don't want to open Microsoft Word, you just want a place where you can just type and do whatever you want. Copy and code from that point. You don't need any, you know, extra FEZ. Nothing else. You just need a place where you can do that. Well, you may need to find other Word apps aside WordPad on Microsoft. Exactly. Now, WordPad hasn't had the same amount of attention, though. Not like Microsoft Word. It was updated with the Windows 7 Ribbon UI. I don't know why they did that because that was just how many weeks ago that they updated this particular WordPad and now they're saying, you know what? Ah, why people have trust issues. One of the reasons. It is like this. So when they remove it entirely, you know, from future releases of Windows, what will you be doing? Um, it will most likely be the Windows 12 version that we're expecting to see in 2024. That's when that is going to happen. But then that one is also coming with a lot of AI-powered features. So I think they're just trying to forcefully upgrade you to the next level. TechBro and Texas here word. Right now, start looking for other apps. I think it'll be Lillian who will tell you what other apps you can use when WordPad finally goes to the grave. One minute of silence for WordPad, especially those of us who spent our lifetime. In fact, the first thing I used when I used a, a, a PC, yes, a, a PC, yes, a desktop computer. Come on, let me not try to spruce up the word. A desktop freaking computer. The first thing I used for WordPad, they say, don't touch any of that, you know, just open this one. Just be typing there. Let me see that you have your, before we can introduce you to the next level of, you know. And I was like, oh man, I started typing. I went to, I was like, yes, I can type. And now, one minute silence. For what? For what part? As we celebrate Google at 25, yes. I asked earlier on, what is Google? And I think I would put someone on the spot. What, what do you think Google is? Like, to you, what is Google? Google is a search engine. It's okay. a powerhouse. Okay. Yes, that's Google. Okay, just that? Yes. What is Google to you? Who is Google to you? Not like a boyfriend, girlfriend. Like, what is Google to you? Google is the Oracle. The Oracle. Yes. Okay, so a lot of people think of Google in different ways, right? You would ask, I asked some people and, you know, the answers were very, very, some people were like, I've never really thought about who is Google, like, what is Google? I just... I just Google, like, I just use Google, like, I don't need to think about it. Google has changed our lives in 
ways that we cannot imagine. 25 years ago, there was nothing like Google. And in 25 years, if you're asked to do anything, you're like, oh, just Google it. Literally. And you even be dumb if you didn't Google something before asking someone. Like, you could just Google it. Come on. But Google has controlled information, how information has been perceived, how information is being perceived, how it's also been distributed, you know, for the past 20 plus years. I don't want to say 25 years because they didn't, they weren't an instant hit like the first year, like boom, everybody in the world is in Google. But then there are also some challenges that Google may just be facing that a lot of people haven't had time to think about or ruminate. And as Google turns 25, the question is, when Google search doesn't have answers, who do we turn to? Have you ever thought about that? Oh, God. Oh, sh- Wait, are you pointing to God? Are you serious now? <laughs> okay. What happens when Google doesn't have answers to its own questions? When Google launched BARD, the AI tool, earlier this year, right? Um, it was, I don't want to call it a public disgrace, kind of, because they, while they were asking live BARD a question, just like ChatGPT, BARD kind of like made a mistake and it was, it was live, it was like in public and people trashed Google for it and Google went back and sat down and worked on BARD again and said, you know what? Um, even if Google's AI bard gives you answers, please cross-check the answers. We're not telling you it's 100% proof. So what happens? Oh, that eye, right? Bombastic side eye, exactly. I, I thought as much. Like, you're supposed to be the all-knowing. Aside God, you're the oracle, right? But then there are some questions, two questions, I think Google still doesn't have answers to. First is search engine optimization and the industry around that google created something called search engine optimization markets now you see people trying to rank higher on google there are other search engines like others right but nobody really thinks of others even if um, europe for example have tried over and over again and failed to introduce other search engines to compete favorably with Google, but Google just seems to just think when you're playing basketball, when you throw, when you do the throw, the three, and you're not like, yeah, you put your hand down, you're like, oh, what crazy number? Like, yeah, that. That's exactly what Google has done all over, like everywhere. I think it's only in China where there's like Bing and you know, you're like that. There is theirs, there's like Baidu and Bing and the others, but not Google. But outside China, it is Google. Now, that search engine optimization market, Google hasn't exactly been able to control it as it wants because people, like, find their way around it. You find people who trick the, you know, web crawlers and the technology around search engine optimization to ensure they rank higher than others, right? And that is a very big problem that has caused a lot of misinformation and disinformation uh, and in the world. And the second thing would be AI powered search. Yes. Now, what is the next step after search? So first of, yes, we're very happy with the fact that when you search on Google, you find 1 million answers. But with the introduction of ChatGPT and other AI tools, well, Microsoft did a good one with Bing, adding AI tools to Bing. And Bing kind of gives you much more 
um, specific answers. And it's not just a wide range of 1,000 pages worth of answers. And Google hasn't exactly been able to crack that. Will that be the death of Google? Like, will Google come to an end when AI finally sits on the throne? These are the two questions that Google is still searching for answers. And maybe if they find the right answers, they may finally pivot the Google search, which has been like the pillar of everything that their services run on. And then, you know, move on to like the new AI wave, the new AI world where everyone currently is fighting for something. I trust the team at Google because they're like really, really smart people. Google in Google for Africa, like they hire the best developers, whatnot. They hire literally the best. Um, But then, as I said, when Google does not have your answers, what do you do? Well, according to my friend here, you have to look up to God. And I think that's one of the things Google will be doing for the next few years, looking up to God for answers because they themselves do not have those answers right now as we speak. Wake me up when September ends. Wake me up when Google finds the answers to these questions that I've posed and these answers that I'm sure they're asking themselves and they're searching every day for but haven't found any answer to yet. Stay safe, make the best of 2023 and keep listening to Africa Tech Radio. Thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.